destination that I'm really enamored by is Azerbaijan, Baku. Ooh. Yeah, I like I love that place, huh, by the way. It's unbelievable. It's amazing, you know, it's just sometimes the logistics is in work on the flights and stuff, but if there's one thing that I really want to kind of, you know, at some point me call it a bucket list wedding, it's Baku mm. wedding. It'll be fantastic. It's a beautiful place, amazing place. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Behind the Shaadi. My name is Vishal Raskina and I'm so glad you've tuned into this episode. Now this episode is really really special to me and I'll tell you why cuz I think everything's just falling into place for this podcast and it's just really really humbling. More importantly, today's episode has two very special things. Firstly, our music feature that's happening right in the middle of the podcast is by Shanay Shah and I am a huge fan of this guy. and he's been killing it in the wedding scene and you have to listen to his song that he's put up today i'm not going to say more you just have to wait and listen to it on the guest side of this podcast we have someone really really special and i'll tell you why because indian weddings are all about family and the kind of relation that i share with these guys is exactly like family I don't share a client vendor relationship with them. So for me they are the most special people in the world and I'm so glad I had the opportunity to sit down and talk to them because I know them for the last 4 years and I've never done that. So I'm going to take you into this interview. They've done some amazing weddings that will blow your mind, extremely picturesque and the most creative weddings that you can think of. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Neha and Darshan from Momente Weddings. But before we proceed I must mention that owing to the pandemic this episode was recorded over a phone call so please bear with the quality So I have uh, a very interesting bond with this guest you know with these these guests actually that are coming on behind the shaadi today cuz I think I've done every single wedding since I've met them except I think for one which we'll also get to know why but <laughs> I think it's so special that uh, and I really really wanted to feature them on behind the shaadi I'm really happy that we have Neha and Darshan from Momente Wedding Planning and they are here uh, talking to me So I know you guys have very interesting stories to tell us okay but this is something I included uh, I purposely excluded actually this is something I purposely excluded from the question answer roster because I said I'm going to surprise you with this question because someone told me back then that your story is based on band baja barat is that true uh well hi guys uh well in a way yes and in a way no right in a way no because we launched before band baja barat came out so our, our story is more original than theirs so you could say we could, we are the inspiration for uh, ranveer and uh, anushka to you know take our story forward uh, but i think yeah, i think uh we that story is different in the sense that we were married before we started this business we didn't become partners and then you know got mm. together uh, we obviously mm. were married almost 4 or 5 years before we started this company and uh, mm. the process of starting this company also was quite uh, very left field for us you know considering we both are finance professionals and we have a long story you know wow. uh 
that in terms of that me and Neha met while we were studying investment banking in UK. We both found a job wow. in UK. Neha is a chartered mm. accountant from Price Waterhouse. I was working in JP Morgan. Mm. We worked there for about six years. Did a couple of stints in New York as well for about 18, mm. 24 months. And then we came back to India wanting to mm. start our own business. And uh, mm. we really didn't know what at that point of time. And mm. Nia started getting all these requests from friends in the UK who are coming to India for their shopping to help her out, you know, do this, do that, find venues for us, help me, you know, find this. And that point, mm. it was very difficult. It's, it's a very transparent market right now. But back then it was not transparent, you know. You didn't know who mm. was doing what, what they were giving. So there was a big gap in the market. And Neha kind of started out on this whole journey by herself. We actually started as a shopping mm. service, yeah. if you can believe it. And uh, Really? Yeah. And one thing led to the other. And before we knew it, we were doing weddings full pledge. But that's, that's, that's brilliant, right? But I mean, I think um, you guys sort of started where you did not know much about weddings and then sort of kind of got into it, right? Um, this is something I think even... Yeah, this is, I think this is something even when I was speaking to Anand also about it, he was also telling me because he turned into a photographer after he got married. So what is with you guys? Why do you realize your dreams after you get married? What is happening over here? When you're in pain, you realize what makes you happy. And then if that is not enough, you realize that the so same thing that gives you pain gives you happiness as well. So we started off together. <laughs> But uh, how how was it? I mean, did you get offered your first wedding or did you like actively decide, okay, like when was that moment that, okay, now we're going to become wedding planners? So, uh, like I said, so we started off as a shopping service. At that time, actually, Darshan was uh, actively involved in his family stockbroking firm. And I decided mm. I wanted to not have like the whole family involved in one business. I said, listen, I'm going to try and do something different. And we had these requests mm. coming from friends. It was more as a favor to them that we were helping them out for the first few months. And then it started reaching a point where they started recommending people. And they said, listen, you need to start charging guys to uh, help them out because otherwise it's just not fair and they're not comfortable, you know, asking you for help. Mm. So it started as that. Mm. And then uh, it started pretty much like virtual wedding planning where they were getting married then, then it started asking for advice and things like that. And uh, then that pretty much led to thinking, oh, if we're doing this, then why can't we physically plan weddings in India? And that's mm. how it all started. Mm. Our first client was an NRI client from the UK. And uh, the first wow. thing we did was a destination wedding, surprisingly. in Jeffrey. Yeah, it was Samoth Palace. That was the first ever wedding that we yeah. did. So, mm. I mean, I think we started off at a very good level. Uh, considering, mm. and yeah, we had no previous background in any shape or form in the events industry, be it an intern or be it past experience, something complete novices, complete yeah. beginners. And somehow, mm. I don't know, we stuck it out in the first wedding yeah. and then I think it just and took off. And that query from came from Just Dial. The I mean, the only query that's ever come from Just Dial. Ever come from Just Dial. It was so bizarre. So... So, chalo, at least Amitabh Bachchan there is now happy that Nehan Darshan have become wedding planners because of him. So, that's good. Very nice. But let's take it to that first, I mean, first 
event that you've done you know that first wedding that you did were you nervous and how did you determine okay these are my strengths this is what i'm going to do because i've seen you work in the last 4 years i've not seen you work when you started you know so what is what is different back then and what was what is different now see i'll tell you honestly um, even though we didn't have uh, event management skills right in my previous job in banking mm-hmm. you know the very uh, process driven approach you know there were processes there were controls there were checks and a lot of these things can mm-hmm. be implemented like when you're doing hospitality of checks your logistics you've got checks you've got forecasting you know to kind of work on spreadsheets mm-hmm. you know we worked very extensively on spreadsheets from day 1 and mm. i think that kind of gave us the ability to kind of control it in a very common sense kind of if i say rather than in a very uh event industry driven kind of thing because we didn't know how things work so we just did it in the way we think mm. it would work yeah. mm. and i think it's so you know in a way that we have not been influenced or biased by anybody else's approach so we've been able to form our own fresh approach So basically, you're talking that you learned right from like the ground level and kind of tried and failed, tried and failed, and then kind of have sort of made your own process. Basically, that's what you're trying to say. We as a company you know? have been from the beginning very hands-on. You've probably noticed it at our event that correct. We are there. We are on site. We are there from the beginning. We know exactly what's happening at every moment. It's although we rely mm. very very heavily on our teams. but we also like mm-hmm. to be very involved and hands on at the events ourselves so i think the first event was pretty much the same we did like get on a very experienced team for ourselves and uh, mm-hmm. we uh, had a very very involved role to play in that wedding as yeah. well so this next question i have to ask you right is very um, is 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 sort of interesting and i'll tell you why i'm asking this because this was i think when we were doing this wedding in jodhpur i remember and um, i want to know in momente between both of you who's the real boss because i know for a fact that darshan will not come near neha during an event <laughs> you got, if you he want, wants to get his head bitten off you yourself vishal why are you asking the question please answer your question yourself right <laughs> so, <laughs> i am a different per- personality on events i think like <laughs> completely uh. transform but i think mm. um, on a serious note we both have very divided roles and responsibilities when it comes to wedding that's the only way to make it work mm. as a couple doing an event together mm. and we try mm. not to step on each other's um, toes at all <laughs> to mm. maintain sanity but have you like had like like give us give us like an example of like a clash you guys had in one of your previous this thing between both of you what did like neha completely bit your head off or something Darshan suddenly his expression has only changed. Like, what is this turned into? <laughs> it all it happens all the time. To be very honest, I mean, I could like literally write a chapter in a book for this. How much she's bitten my head off. <laughs> But you know, it happens. You know, because I do the operations bit and I handle the logistics and stuff. You know, it happened in mm. uh, the Muscat wedding, right? And there was there was <laughs> one one Tanura guy whose visa didn't come through. Like oh on God. the day before the wedding, right? It was. tomorrow is the sufi night and today night at 11:30 i get to know that this guy is not got mm. a visa and mm. somebody had to break the news to neha and her face went like ash and thunder <laughs> like you could not see but 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 luckily that you know what what indians we indians call a jugad came through and i found a replacement at 11:30 at night and he flew the next day morning 
So the clients still don't even know that uh, so this pa- happened. So, Palak, if you are listening to this podcast, then you know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's established right now that Darshan is extremely scared. The full team it? is. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> but... But it's. I think it's been like a very interesting journey, right? Because I think you started off from just planning events to then actually getting into them very intricately. Where did that come from? Like, you know, I've seen you guys uh, push the boundaries of doing events, you know, because this is one thing I've noticed that you guys don't function like an agency. You guys function like a family. You know, when you guys sit with clients, I've always noticed that it's like an extended family that's sitting there. Otherwise, you know, an agency has a slightly more corporate style of working while your Darshan is having his chuda and talking to the client, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I want I want to know about, you know, when did that change come in? You know, when did you decide, okay, we can kind of do this and we can do this a little better? I think to some extent, it was there right from the beginning that we always branded ourselves as not a corporate company, but we always branded ourselves as an extension to the client's family, right from the word mm. go. When we meet them the mm-hmm. first time, that's what we tell them that mm. our role is pretty much what your extended family would otherwise be doing at an event, you know, mm. and and mm-hmm. more because we are also taking responsibility for those deliverables which probably they are not. So I think from the beginning, like this was our focus, uh, not only with clients, even with our teams, we pretty much work like a family we don't really believe in this whole sir policy everyone comes and talks to us as in when they want right from the junior most people in the team they're able to come to us and uh, similarly i think it works with clients that it's always been like one big family that we've managed but give us give us like an instance you know where they started off as clients like i can when i'm thinking of the my past clients that i've sort of this thing they're not really clients now because i've sort of gone to their house and chilled with them and stuff like that right Uh, later after the wedding so like give us like an instance where client has then just become extreme family you know so finding the first wedding which I uh, think uh. I can think of is one we did in Renaissance Pub. I don't. You were not part of the. Yeah, I don't think you were in the scene. This was in 2013 November, and mm-hmm. this was the first wedding that me, Anand, and AJ did it together. Yeah. Mm. And that was Diksha. Wow, that, that's like half my podcast already. <laughs> yeah. So me, Anand, and AJ like very popular team, I guess, in many ways. So. No, but we did it in 2013. That was, in fact, one of Parthip's first couples shot as well. Yes. That one new segment. Yes, that was Parthip's first new couple segment as well that he set on Wedding Sutra at that time. So, mm. and Rohan, so they were like our clients, but now they've become more like friends. You know, we chill, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say we go to their house every weekend, but we meet for dinner, we discuss fun stuff, we discuss business and stuff like that. So, yeah. it's more like a We friend. pick each other's brain all the time yeah. for work-related stuff, just advice. And so many, then uh, you wow. met the... Lo- the Lodias. You met the Lodias, the Tanzania clan. Mm. So they of started course. off... Yeah, yeah. yeah, they started off with a WhatsApp call. Yeah. And uh, mm. one thing led to another. And before we knew it, we were doing a wedding for them in, in Tanzania. Tanzania. And uh, we lived mm. with them in their house. Oh, yeah. We've uh, gone... Um, We've done like safaris with yeah, them. Yeah, like yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Like it's been such a fun ride with them. 
but i think uh, this tanzania story is very interesting right i want you to tell me a little more about this because i know i remember when you were explaining this to me this tanzania wedding was in a place where it was really hard to procure a lot of stuff how did this wedding come about so i think it all started off with a whatsapp call i think uh, again credit goes to wedding sutra because divya ji saw a neha's profile or some wedding that was featured on wedding sutra and she called up neha and said you know look we're doing a wedding tan wedding in tanzania we have a local planner but we just want somebody to give them directions and we said fine and mm. then i think we discussed a few things and then yeah. it went a bit quiet and then i think just 5 months before the wedding she came and said okay no let's take this forward so we just we started discussing being on an advisory role after the discussions they realized that the, the tanzanian wedding planner can't do anything so they got us full fledged onto the role is it started Correct. actually in piecemeal so it started with an advisory role then said oh can you make a full plan and send it to us we did that then they asked us to help with sourcing so we started helping them with sourcing and said oh can you come here and guide our wedding planner on how to go about it so we took a trip to tanzania mm. to guide them and at that trip they realized i said this is not going to happen so they said could you come here with your whole team and just execute this wedding so ultimately there were 175 of us who flew down there yeah team of 175 wow Yeah. Wow. But it was it it was really hard, right? Even the wedding, I think, because it was in a very different location than you are generally used to. Yeah. It so it was in a place called Arusha, which honestly, mm-hmm. the only reason why people go to Arusha is to climb Mount Kilimanjaro or to go to Serengeti. That's the entrance of these two places. There is very minimal right. infrastructure to do a wedding. Ah, uh, to the mm-hmm. sense that we couldn't even find we couldn't find plates for eight hundred people. Like you know, plates that we take for granted, the chefing dishes and wow. plate. So literally, mm. the operation that you know we got our hostesses from Kenya, Nairobi, all our quarter plates mm. from Dar es Salaam. We had shipped about seven thousand kilos stuff from Bombay on Ethiopian Airlines, and we had a support team of one sixty-five, which included the bartenders, the DJs, the musicians, you name it, and the Correct. decor. Everybody was from Bombay. Wow. Yeah I think I think now that you look back I think you guys have done that's what I was saying right you guys have done such great uh, concepts because I've been a part of few of them so I can kind of vouch for it uh, where I wanted to kind of get into this was that you know you have agencies that do like say 100 weddings a year you guys don't do that you guys do say 3 or 4 or 5 weddings a year and you guys are extremely like hands on on that but you know don't you ever feel that okay you would also want to do like 100 weddings a year or do you do you want to kind of you know be in that uh, this thing where you want to make every single second very special i, I think 100 weddings is out of question is something that i would not even kind of consider uh mm. i think i i would for us it's always been quality over quantity i rather do mm. five or six good weddings than to do 20 average mm. weddings and mm. and me and neha also are we for us it's important what the product that comes out right and for us it's Correct. very very critical that you know if you are doing 20 if you have done six weddings all six of them are good it's not like oh five five hit and one misses you know we got six out of six hits you know we don't let a single wedding slide because of lack of effort so we know Correct. where we need to stop we know we know, we know where we need to kind of overreach or you know kind of say no to mm. somebody if it's not working out you know honestly within a 10 Correct. minutes of meeting the clients you get a sense of an idea of this is going to click or not going to click you know when you walk mm. in the door of the client you kind of get a feeling of you know which direction they want to go there are some people who want out mm. of the box you know they want like 
straight out of the box product no customization fair enough you know that's how they want to do it but that's not really how i know we like to run weddings mm. so mm-hmm. you come to know from the meeting itself that how it's going to go to be very honest but i've i think in the last 2 years since i've been doing stuff with you guys i've done like i think i did fujaira with you and i did oman with you when are you taking me for my next vacation that's what i'm interested in <laughs> we have like which is that to our dabu corona virus right you are we are discussing abu dabu right but that is went for the corona virus it just <laughs> fell through right like which That's is one of my biggest which is your next which is your next destination ki yahan pe karna hi hai like you know like maybe something you're so enamored by a destination that i'm really enamored by is azerbaijan baku ooh yeah i i love that place huh, by the way it's unbelievable it's amazing you know it's just Sometimes the logistics doesn't work out with the flights and stuff, but if there's one place I really want to kind of, you know, at some point we call it a bucket list wedding, it's Baku mm. wedding. It'll be fantastic. It's a beautiful place, amazing place. So, um, out of all these weddings that you've kind of done in uh, this brilliant uh, time of how many years? How many years has it been now? Almost nine years. Now. Wow. So I have noticed. that the team that stay, stays with you right and this i've noticed with everyone on this podcast that i've sort of done because everyone that i really really thought i'd feature i know they put in their heart and soul into something like this so their team also feels like a part of a larger family you know so i really wanted to know one thing that how do you manage to firstly source your team what do you look for you know what are the rules that you set down and you say okay this is something that we don't break you know so I think it's a very simple thing. I think you know uh, there are no CVs involved. There are no mm. kind of formal kind of talks involved. It's just when mm. you're well, because what we say is that we are an extension of the family. So the team that we take mm. should represent the same qualities, you know, which is friendliness, uh, humility, mm. hardworking, integrity. Mm. So these are four mm. or five things that you know I look for in my team. obviously experience mm. does count you know but these are the main four things that drive what we um, do for our mm. uh, when we get a team in right because uh, mm. i've noticed is that you only as good as your team right and mm. there are guests who have come back that the hospitality has taken so care they always smiling they always doing this and that's what we want right so i want people who are friendly mm. i want people who are honest who are integral who are hard working that these are four things right i can Mm-hmm. I can tolerate somebody asking me the question, same question four times, but I cannot tolerate somebody not doing the job properly. Very simple. Correct. Correct. And we've got what these do's and don'ts, which are a complete no go. One is alcohol consumption mm-hmm. is a complete no go in this on the, on our uh, job, even in the room. So you know that two or three rules. We don't really mm-hmm. have a very formal structure. You know, we do hire people by know. teams, yeah. but we do cross. You know, we never say that you know you're not going to do anything else. You know, it's a cross thing. You know. uh if you if the fnb guy mm. needed to pull into i don't know production for the couple entry will pull that guy in and you know they are all aware of it and they all pull as a team you know so it's a very friendly kind mm. of atmosphere we try to cultivate you know and mm. i think what we like to we try to like to treat our team as equal rather than below us that's the main thing yeah cuz i've i've noticed this right that that it because you guys don't follow a very corporate structure you guys are generally like it's because it seems like a very family run business so it looks like you know like an extension of the family just doing the wedding but yeah of course you have your own protocols which i completely understand but it's it's so nice cuz um the kind of properties that you've been doing these weddings at right so which has been like your favorite property that you've done a wedding at so far 
and maybe like a fun story from there or something that you've been truly enamored by like wow this is this has been brilliant oh there are quite a few i mean i'm kind of think on the top of your mind like just the top number 1 i think the most fun wedding i have had in kind of kind of transforming the space has been ananta for mohit and okay. wedding right because ananta yeah. isn't, isn't known at the top like the most premier venue in udaipur right but when you see when you see the output mm. of what's happened in that wedding you would people are like wow where mm. the hell is this you know correct so you correct. know the, the, there is the opportunity to transform the whole venue we had to kind of a free reign to run you were obviously there at the wedding as well right even the hotel like mm-hmm. like yes, we so. could actually curate the whole experience of how the hotel will also welcome the guests mm. with the guests and everything like it was yeah I mean, yeah. So that is, I think, one of our, I think, key highlights. And obviously, you know, Arusha mm. will always stay at top of our minds because of the sheer, the way we pulled it off. Of in course, an inhospitable place. I mean, it's still, I would, I, I would dedicate a full like a subsection in my book for this, you know, because it's like something that I would say top of legends, you know, at what we did. Now we're at that part of the interview where you're going to hear this amazing singer, and I think he's just brilliant. make sure to listen to him make sure to follow him he's been killing it in the wedding scene and if you check his instagram out i've seen so many women just go absolutely flat for him ladies and gentlemen presenting shanay shah hey guys this is shanay i'm a singer songwriter from mumbai and you're about to listen to my track ye bar ye bar has a really special place in my heart because this was the first hindi song that i ever wrote and it's about two souls reuniting with each other and then spending the rest of their life together this is also one of the tracks that people love listening to when we perform it live with the band i released it in 2017 and in case you enjoy this one you can listen to it on any streaming platform or watch the video on youtube Oh 
सुनी सुनी रातों में तू आए नजर बैके ख्यालों में तू आए But what what is your what is your book going to be titled? How Tottenham loses? Oh dear, dear, dear. Let's not get into that. Yeah, let's 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 not get into that. It's it's the football club that chooses. You don't food choose the football club. Yeah. <laughs> for a for a for an event company that's constantly winning, you pick a football club that's constantly losing. I don't know who's choosing whom here. Then let me rephrase that for you, Vishal. When moment has started, huh. we were underdogs, and the underdogs are winning after a long stint. That is why I support an underdog who's going to win in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, you know how over the past few years, right after this whole Ranveer Deepika and Virat Anushka weddings that happened, you've had a lot of this Bollywood influence that's kind of come in, which kind of restricts your originality also. You know, have you had like you know something where they've said, "Arey, I want to do it this way only. Why? Because I've seen it in some movie." You know, have you like kind of faced so- something like this? And you know, where where is it that you put your foot down? Where is it that you adapt? See, I mean, a lot of things. I think what happens is, I think. Uh, Most of our brides pick up the macro concept from a movie. They don't like get into like nitty gritties. Like they say, they want to have like a mm. shimmer and glitter kind of a you know uh, event, right? So they will say that oh, I see. Mm-hmm. We have a very similar look and theme of it. But they a bride are not so crazy that they'll pick every element from this movie and say, you know, I want this particular element. Maybe one or two elements here, but you know, right. by and large, it's been influenced a lot by. Uh, bollywood but i think there is still a scope mm. for kind of creating something new and off late mm. in the last couple of years i think most of our brides and grooms have been to so many destination weddings yeah. they have seen literally mm. every theme or every concept there is to see right so if i'm mm. picking a new concept which is not even a bollywood movie if they're not seen it they'll think like wow this has never seen this before because it's fresh right every mm-hmm. single bollywood movie every single like a rom- romantic movies every you know every wedding inspired movie all the themes have been done and some wedding or the many shapes or forms so i think it's a evolving market where i think the trend is still more we are we are moving a bit out of bollywood and trying to do more electrical you know as you know we were doing the abu dhabi wedding there was no element of bollywood in that full wedding you know which has been the most bizarre wedding trend that you've heard of like bizarre like you're like yaar ye kya hai Most bizarre wedding trend. I almost scratched my head a bit for this. Can't think of anything on the top of top my head. head. But no, honestly, Vishal, uh, you know, what happened is staying in the industry. Now, even the bizarre thing looks normal to us. You know, <laughs> yeah. what what normal people think is bizarre. Bizarre is very normal. Like you know, sometimes our parents are what the hell are you doing? Or like this is very normal for wedding. You're like are you crazy? You know, so I'm trying to. So for us, bizarre has to be really bizarre. No, because I'll tell you again. I mentioned this countless times on the podcast, right? When I I don't come from a very from a community that has big weddings in general. Like max to max, we'd spend at a wedding was like ten lakhs probably, right? And that's sometimes not even half a catering bill. You see, so so that's what that's what I'm trying to say. For me, when I first entered into the into the industry, I was like, wow, this is this is bizarre. But you know where you guys are kind of. standing for you guys what what is bizarre like what is something that you've heard of probably that's happened somewhere something whatever and you're like yaar ye kya hai you know honestly the most bizarre thing that i always used to find are the couple entries 
you know uh-huh. people should do this crazy you know uh-huh. are crazy cranes oh, and crazy. your trusses <laughs> and you know people used to come in like hot air balloons and helicopters and those cranes putting crystal balls on that's why absolutely bizarre like why on earth would you make such a show out of something so crass right so couple entries one of the things that i found most bizarre in terms of concepts obviously we do couple entries that are more classy more kind of believable and down to earth than this bizarre concepts you know mm. obviously mm-hmm, you know in mm-hmm. term and when you're doing weddings you always pushing the boundaries what is bizarre today might be the trend tomorrow you know so i had a very interesting question to ask you about um where you know if in case i had to kind of get married i i would be oddly technical about who i'm getting on to mc my wedding if you had to change something from when you got married to now what would that be everything because now <laughs> so when we got married Man. we literally just turned up for the wedding so like we were, a week before the wedding because we were both working in the uk so we didn't get long leaves so my our parents mm. organized the whole things we came down like about 10 days before the wedding got married i've got it's a, it's, a, it's like a blur in my head right now <laughs> asking what did you do at a wedding what did you do we just came down mm. to get married and that's it you know mm. we went to maldives for a so called honeymoon for five nights and you back five nights three nights three nights sorry <laughs> and uh, and you we were back in the uk you know back at working like you know 15 to 18 days so literally everything i would change about my Correct. life but we got a chance to experiment at my sister's wedding which is which is which mm. is frankly a nightmare for me but a dream for her because mm-hmm. she became she became the client that she always hated clients are the way clients mm-hmm. have become that person she was demanding Correct. asking for obnoxious rates no that's she was, not she was true. asking for discounts as we like that's never heard true and i'm thinking that if a client had asked you <laughs> want through the roof are demanding this and you asking the same thing of this okay i became a sister zilla i yeah. accept and yeah i mean I'm, i mean that's that's completely acceptable right at the end of it because now you know the ins and outs of it nobody can kind of like take you for a ride now exactly. come on thank you vishal no vishal the problem is not that she became a sister zella to her husband so i am the planner and she is the family <laughs> that's how the situation became so you know i understand she like she's like start demanding of me how come the rates are so high how come this is so high? i'm like hang on i'm your husband i'm on your side i'm not against you yeah come together for two days and it just i i i would so call it like how a director of a movie feels when his movie hits the screen and it's a success that's how why yeah. we because there are so many different moving pieces in a wedding you know there are almost 40 50 vendors it's almost like you're doing show floor you're doing a whole kind of a juggling act making sure everything fits into a budget everything runs timely so when the whole thing comes together like how you would feel as a director of a movie when it releases and you get a critical appreciation how you feel is the same way we feel on the clients as oh, wow this was amazing you know that's hmm. in a nutshell i think that's how we kind of you know feel but out of out of the both of you like give us an instance of say a wedding that's gone brilliantly well and suddenly something's gone like something's gone kind of off and there's now a panic situation who panics 
and who pacifies and and how do you how have you dealt with it so i think panic and panic is situation dependent okay there are mm. certain things that triggers me certain things that triggers neha so i think uh. think whether we both know what triggers whom so mm. we kind of able to anticipate if some if a situation x happens and it will trigger neha like example in the mass wedding that we had right now right when the guests were going back to the hot airport one of the buses broke down mm. oh. on the way to the airport right <laughs> okay that mm. didn't trigger, i wasn't panicked i i because i knew that mm. okay okay you know we will we'll figure it out somehow they will reach the you know the airport but the panic triggers in mm. her, for me the panic okay. when the for me the panic triggers in situations where uh things don't go according to plan like somebody is late right it triggers a panic in me because mm. i i'm quite controlling of the time the situation and i'm very proactive in terms of preempting situation so when something runs late mm. it triggers a panic in me so i think we kind of have an idea of what triggers panic in whom and i think we manage it and so that the team i guess so they know the team also is very smart right <laughs> they know whom to approach for which problem this problem is they'll come to darshan because they'll handle this problem or they go to neha because she'll handle it so they have also learned this art of kind of knowing whom to go when so yeah see i know i know you've 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 recently become parents but i think you've been parenting your team so well they know exactly which side of the which which parent to ask at what time absolutely 100% most of the team does know that so yeah it's a it, it, it's it's good in a way that at least you know we are that rapo and you know we don't have to think twice before you know you know even if mm-hmm. i even when a you know surge of anger i shout at the team they okay you know they're like okay you know it's but i have never like i have personally never seen you guys get angry i'm i think maybe no never i have not never seen both of you like ever get angry i don't know what you will will probably have like a like a part 2 to this podcast where we ask your team what's the scene with that but um, i'm coming to the like the last end of this podcast right and i have a few questions that i that i ask everyone because the whole point of doing this podcast was to make a community right because we want to make it more inclusive because it's such a brilliant industry but nobody talks about it but everybody's a part of it it's a very strange thing because because when i was looking at even like the the you know podcasts on weddings i found like a podcast in new york city and nothing else nobody's been talking of a 50 billion dollar industry which is crazy so i know i know that uh, tottenham has no future but what is the future for momente wedding planners momente wedding planners the same future as tottenham has which is <laughs> don't say that please don't say that <laughs> a brand new stadium a team on the up as compared uh, to be bankrolled by a uh, by a petro dollars which will just probably last for another couple of years maybe it's so but you do realize tottenham has a very bad manager I means you're the bad manager then <laughs> yeah i think let's leave the manager question out let's topic out of it for the timing i think you know sometimes uh, there's always time to go back to the good guy right so hopefully correct. we'll get back pochettino soon correct but what are you guys planning to do that would be sort of newer or are you guys working on something that's going to be like crazy yes we have been working on a few things we we want to stick to our uh, policy of doing these 5 to 6 weddings a year which uh, because mm. i think we both momente is purely a baby of passion like we both really enjoy what we do and we really give our heart and soul into each and every wedding so i think we definitely want to keep that up we 
our planning mm. to come up with in-house designing which we weren't doing mm. for so many years so basically the lockdown has been spent kind on of. a lot of like training and research on you know those areas yeah and, you know uh, we've been kind of just improving the whole kind of you know stuff the operational efficiencies kind of locking down stuff you know stuff that you always wanted mm. to do but you never got a chance to do in the daily you know humdrum when you're forced to sit in lockdown and then you know you start kind mm. of saying okay how can you do this better how can you you know push this envelope a bit how can you do this but that's kind of stuff that we've been doing in terms mm. of what we're doing new honestly we are not really kind of focusing a lot on virtual weddings if that is the question because i mean mm. I just don't see how it can last for the long run to be very honest you know the virtual wedding for sure know, it's a sure. it's a short term fix eventually when the restrictions mm. go out and the you know the cure is found people will be back to you know doing those you know weddings obviously the economy right. permitting and you know people having the same kind of money because that's a big consideration now but as I, yeah i think we've been kind of upgrading our skills and you know kind of making sure we're a more leaner mm. and better organization going yeah. forward mm. but in this whole you know apart from yourselves right and i and again i ask this to everyone because i feel it's so important to you know um, have good competition but to be proud of their work also who are the guys in the scene in the wedding planning scene that you're really really proud about also that are doing really good work you know i mean there are a lot of people you know who do great work you know and most of the people honestly most of the mm. people have come up with an industry are really good mm. people who put a produce good work you know uh everybody mm. has their own different ways of working which may or may not resonate with me doesn't mean that the work is any different but from what when Correct. i see like you know the people whose work i really kind of appreciate and who i think do really good work in very similar style to us i would say you know one is rt manocha from m to m i really resonate with mm. her in terms of a, as a person also as a company how she runs it as well obviously you know mm. there are a few people in the industry like Anand, right? He's Anand from Wheels and Frames, right? He's more of a friend now because we started our careers mm. back in 2013 together, right? So we've known, right. we've been bouncing ideas off each other. You know, we may have different business perspective, but you know, we are good friends. We are good people, and you know, mm. a lot of these people, you know, we meet at you know a lot of these industry events, and you know, by and large, everybody is you know good friends. You know, they have different way of working, but that really doesn't impact the way I perceive them as industry kind of you know colleagues. amazing i think that's i think that's such a fantastic note to kind of bring this conversation to a close it's been great um i have one last question before we close this um and it's been it's been really nice because i've never had the chance to sit and talk to you guys about this right um and i'm so happy that you guys took the time to come and do this for us i really hope you had fun the final question i had was when do you think tottenham will win a trophy <laughs> uh 2021 we'll be spurs will beat chelsea in next year's fa cup final and i will make sure i'll be we'll be watching it together and i'll be rubbing your nose <laughs> thank you so much i think it's it's great i am i think we're going to leave you with that optimism cuz uh, you know that's the whole spirit of the podcast so thank you so much <laughs> once we stop recording i will tell you my real feelings about tottenham but th- thank you so much it's been great you guys are amazing and i love you guys um yeah i hope you guys had a good time man and i think that was a brilliant interview by the way so 
If you liked it or you didn't like it, please make sure to come back and tell me on the VR family on Instagram. I'm always available. And if you had any questions, you want to get in touch with them, please make sure to follow them on Instagram. Although let's let's keep aside the fact that he follows Tottenham, but they're brilliant people. And I love you guys for listening to this entire episode. If you've reached this point of the episode, right, then I absolutely, absolutely love you. Thank you so much, guys. And we'll see you on the next episode of Behind the Shadi. Make sure to catch all the episodes of Behind the Shadi on all your streaming platforms. <laughs>